time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for joining us for the Retirement Roadmap. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller and excited for today's conversation. We're talking about some of the common money mistakes that we see in the investing world as people prepare for retirement, as you get ready for your financial future. And Glenn, before we dive into these individually, we could probably do six, seven, eight, nine, ten podcasts talking about the common money mistakes because there are so many, aren't there? Oh, you're exactly right, Walter. I mean, and you know, and and it's funny. I mean, because funny, ironic, not funny, haha, right? <laughs> but um, when you when we start thinking about that, they're different in different phases of life, right? And and so we're obviously talking more and more about the retirement years or prepping for the retirement years. And so there's there's certain things we want to look out for, you know, as we're either approaching retirement or if we're already in retirement to just kind of make sure that we're mining our P's and Q's. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're going to give you some of the common money mistakes on today's show so that you can kind of get an idea of where others in the past have made wrong turns, wrong decisions, and uh, how you might be able to avoid these things in the future. And so our goal here will be to try and cover as much ground as we can in one podcast, just let it be known that there are more than just what we're going to cover on today's show. But one great example of a common money mistake, Glenn, would be folks who ignore the future tax implications of their retirement savings. There often is so much focus on what return am I getting on my investments, but just as an important question to ask is how you can save on taxes, and too many ignore the implications of that in their retirement. Well, that's exactly right, Walter. I mean, when we're talking about retirement savings accounts or, you know, like the 401ks, the 403bs, the IRAs, I mean, those are, in the traditional sense, those accounts, that they're pre-tax dollars. So those dollars have never been taxed before, and um, they're going to be taxed or at least subject to taxation as they come out as distributions. And so when we're looking at the growth of those accounts, we also have to realize that um, not only you know the account balance is growing, but inside of that account, we've got this thing um, called the taxes that have got to be paid. I, I often ask folks, you know, and they're looking at their statement, I say, you know, how much of that money is yours? And they always kind of look at me, uh, you know, with a little bit of a puzzlement on their face. And it's like, well, you know, what I'm saying is, is that there's a certain portion of that that's going to be Uncle Sam's and, and you know, also the state of North Carolina's. So not all of that money's yours. And so we have to think in terms of how do we take money out of there, you know, in an efficient manner to try to pay as little taxes as possible. And then we also have to look in terms of, you know, how aggressive are we in terms of taking extra risk to try to get extra return in certain times of life, you know, where we're growing the tax bill as well. And sometimes you're not getting as much growth as you might think you are. Yeah. And then that causes a lot of problems. Uh, when you think that your retirement's going to play out one way or that certain funds are going to be there, you're going to be charged certain amounts, and then it turns out a different way, that throws a lot of retirement plans into chaos. And that's why it's important to consider those things. So yeah, common well, common money yeah, mistake number one, yeah. ignoring those tax implications. No, exactly. And you know, one of the one of the big questions I always have for folks too is, you know, what do you ultimately think is going to happen to tax rates? Mm -hmm. You know, and there's a lot of conversation now about you know, with the current administration and, you know, and the, and the current Congress is, is maybe doing some tax reform and some tax cuts. But just about everybody I've asked that question to is, this, you know, when I ask the question, I say, OK, well, you know, let's assume that that happens. It, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. We don't know for sure. But, you know, if you look out over the horizon and you say, OK, well, you know, out 20 or 25, maybe 30 years from now, when a good portion of your, you know, your money is going to be coming out of these accounts, do you think if in the short run, you know, tax rates are going to go down, do you think in the long run they're going to stay down? 
And um, I, I have yet to, to talk to anybody who thinks that that's the case. You know, most folks are believing that, you know, at best case scenario, they kind of stay where they're at. But there's an awful lot of folks that say, you know, well, ultimately with the debt and the deficit that we have as a country, that um, ultimately there's going to be a, a rise in taxes at some point. And of course, we don't know that for sure. But you know, we certainly have to plan as if and act as if and, you know, take actions so that we're protecting ourselves against the worst case scenario. And certainly that's something that we have to think in terms of. We don't know for positive certain of what future taxes are going to be in tax policy. Mm-hmm. But but uh, if you always plan as if, hey, I'm going to have to have a bigger bill here, then you're going to be um, you're going to be in better shape than to be surprised in the other direction and thinking you have more is yours and, and end up with more of a tax bill. Makes a lot of sense. And speaking of things that are unpredictable in the future, Social Security would be another area where we see common mistakes get made. And some of that's due to uncertainty in the future, but a lot of it's due to people just seeing that they can take Social Security at 62 and jumping right on that opportunity. But a lot of people regret doing that years later. They say, wow, you know, when I started Social Security too early. Would you agree that that's a common money mistake? Oh, yeah, Walter. I mean, it can happen. And, you know, it can be as early as 62 or sometimes, you know, it's even waiting to full retirement and they think, okay, well, I'm going to take it at maybe 66. And the reality is, is that there might have been opportunities to wait a little bit longer. You know, you can always wait until age 70, at least by, you know, by the rules of Social Security. Now, whether or not that's the right answer for everybody or not is a whole other question because the obvious answer is, is that there's no one size fits all. And and for some people, it's going to make the most sense to wait it all the way out till 70. And for some folks, it's going to make sense to take it at 62. But I think you got to really be careful about taking it early. Number one, if you take it before your full retirement age and then you're still working, you have this thing called the earnings test. And if you go over you know, a certain level, which is just a little bit less than $17,000 of earned income, you know, for the year, then for every $2 above that threshold you go, they're going to withhold back $1, you know, in benefit. And so you have to really consider, well, if does it make sense to turn that benefit on and then have some of it withheld and then potentially also having it taxed? That becomes a, a really challenging uh, strategy because it's so limiting. And then, you know, of course, you know, as we look forward, you know, going through time, it's like, okay, well, what about just waiting till, you know, till we get to full retirement? What about taking it then? And again, it depends on the situation, obviously. I mean, if you're a married couple or a single and what other resources do you have? And we start looking at the tax implications. So I always really encourage folks, when it comes to Social Security planning, we're really talking about your overall income plan for retirement. And we want to make sure that that fits in the context of, of your overall plan and your overall tax planning and make sure that you're making decisions that are really based on facts and information rather than misconceptions and maybe emotions about thinking, well, I ought to take it because I can finally get it and now's the time. You know, that's not the basis of a good decision. You, know, you really want to evaluate what your situation is and what makes the most sense. Always important to consider these things when you're preparing for retirement, and we want to avoid common money mistakes. That's why we're outlining them today on the Retirement Roadmap. Focusing on returns instead of what you've got coming in the door to begin with is another common money mistake. In other words, focusing on what return your investments are getting rather than the income that's going into your pocket to start with. Why is that a common money mistake? Both seem like good things to focus on. Well, they are, Walter. One of the big things is, is where are you in life, right? I mean, we all go through this thing called the money cycle. And it's really in, in three phases of the, of the money cycle. It's the accumulation years, 
the preservation years, and then, of course, the distribution years. And when you're in the accumulation years, the vast majority of folks, you know, are quite rightly focused on the accumulation and the rate of return. And that's, you know, you're really trying to grow that money as much as you can because you're saving it for retirement. But then when you get, you know, just a few years before retirement and you're transitioning into or maybe you're already in retirement, the growth phase or that accumulation phase is largely behind you. Now, that doesn't mean that you completely give up, you know, the idea of that, you know, you're ever going to grow any of your accounts again, but you're going to have to start thinking in terms of, well, we also have to have a certain amount of preservation. And then we're also ultimately taking the money from these accounts. In most cases, you save that money to create your own personal pension. And so when we start thinking about that and we think about, well, when you're in your younger years and you're accumulating and you're going for those bigger rates of return, you always got to realize, hey, when you're going for a bigger rate of return, then you're also taking on more what? Risk, right? That's exactly right. right. And so when, you know, if, we're, if we're taking on more risk and you're in the preservation phase or the distribution phase and you end up having to take distributions when your account values are down, then that's an absolute killer. You know, I mean, that, that, that get, really gets in the way and, and, and it just changes everything about your rate of return and, and, and so forth. And when you're in those years, it's more about what is your distribution rate versus your, your rate of return, right? And how long can your money last? And, you know, if you're going to have some money that's positioned for growth, and that's likely going to be the case for most people, but that should be your longer term money. And, and it's, a, it's a good idea to kind of segment your money out based on time frames and, you know, when you're going to need it. And if it's out there, you know, way out in the future, maybe 10 years or more, well, then, you know, you can have some time for the markets to do the, you know, their ups and their downs. But, you know, you're not susceptible to that taking distributions when that portion of your money is down. Yeah, all good things to consider. And I think that's a good debate to have on sort of that, that returns and income discussion, what deserves more focus and attention. And I guess it's pretty obvious income gets less attention than it deserves, where there is a lot of attention paid to focusing on returns themselves. And you mentioned taking on additional risk. That highlights, I think, another common money mistake, and that's being too far to either end of the spectrum of aggressiveness versus being too conservative. Kind of, you know, in the middle for a lot of people is where they're going to want to be. Now, some might want to skew on that spectrum as well. I guess what's the takeaway here is that you don't want to be at either end of the spectrum, but there's still a right fit for you somewhere along that spectrum. Well, you're exactly right, Walter. And it's not either or, or at least it it probably ought not be for most people. You know, it's really this and, right? You really want to think in terms of, you know, when we're segmenting your money, not only do we want to talk in, in terms of, you know, segmenting money out over time frames, but also we want to think in terms of risk. You know, you're going to have some safe and secure money that you know is is not going to be subject to the downturns of the marketplace. You know, and, the, you know, banks and insurance companies are going to be, a, you know, a place where you might be able to see that your principal has protection and, you know, you're not susceptible to the, all the ups and downs. But yet at the same time, you know, you're, you're going to have some money that's there. Obviously, you, you, know, you need to have an emergency fund and, and money that's positioned for the short term. And then, you know, through time, you're going to have you're going to have some money that's maybe a little bit more aggressive, but not overly so. And then some that might be even more aggressive. And again, that's what we were talking about a little bit ago about that. That's your really long term money. And so it's not a matter of, you know, just moving everything to being you know, super conservative. You know, when you reach retirement or really being careful that there shouldn't be any aggressive money It's really just thinking about where are you in life? 
And so you're going to allocate your monies a little bit different, and you're probably going to have some that stays pretty aggressive and some that you know is less so, particularly when you're comparing and contrasting when, when you were 30 or 40 years old. Yeah, we're talking with Glenn Mosseller on the Retirement Roadmap today about common money mistakes that we see people make all the time and how you can avoid some of these things, why they're mistakes to begin with. And this one seems counterintuitive, Glenn. It would make sense that if we're turning to people for advice, we're going to turn to those closest to us, our friends and our family, and ask them how to invest. What are their suggestions? What's their advice? But we're going to throw this on the list of common money mistakes. Why might that be the case? Why wouldn't we want to turn to those that we trust the most for advice in this part of life? Well, Walter, I mean, you know, it's one of those things. Again, we we talk about, and it's a really uh, big deal as far as my um, way of thinking and my philosophy is, is that there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all approach. And what ends up happening is, is that, you know, people start talking about, you know, what are you doing and how are you positioning your money? And they may be talking to somebody who's either significantly older or younger than they are, or they have different desires or a different amount of money saved. And so everybody's plan is going to be, you know, or at least it should be specifically designed for their situation. And so you start talking to, you know, to friends and family. And of course, you know, I mean, you can always find people that have an, an opinion, you know, I mean, that, those aren't hard to find. And sometimes people can be really persuasive in, the, in that regard. But, you know, again, is it the right fit for you? I mean, it might be the perfect plan for them, but, you know, you, your situation is not really their situation and your personality and, and your wife's personality and or your husband's personality is not the same as that other couple or as individuals. And so you really got to be careful because it's, you know, what the challenge is, is that people tend to, you know, listen to their friends and their peers and their family. And it's not bad to listen to them. But you have to, you know, listen with a grain of salt because, you know, not they may be well-intentioned and tell you everything is, you know, truthful and honest, but it just might not be the right fit. And so you, that's the thing you really got to be careful of and, and, and watch out for. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we have time for a couple more here, Glenn, that we can throw kind of into this bundle of common money mistakes we're going over on today's program. And not realizing or recognizing how expenses change in retirement is a huge mistake. You can't just take your current lifestyle necessarily and just apply it to retirement from you know the same amount of dollars perspective. Some people are going to what have more expensive retirements. Others are going to save a lot of money in retirement. Kind of a case by case basis there. Oh well, you're absolutely right, Walter. You know, and and it is. It, it varies from couple to couple or from person to person. What you really find is is you know you end up spending your money on different things a lot in a lot of cases. You know, you might have uh, maybe your house is paid off or maybe you're getting ready to have it paid off. And now suddenly you have more uh, money left over. You know, you know, your income didn't necessarily go up, but your expenses went down. And so now you th- start thinking, well, am I going to save, you know, all of that or part of that? Or how do we allocate, you know, these monies and, and whatnot? And <laughs> it's interesting having the conversations with folks who are getting ready to retire. A lot of times they'll think, you know, and they'll say to me, well, you know, we're getting ready to retire. And when we're in retirement, we're not going to spend anywhere near as much money in retirement as what we're spending now. You know, I always ask the question, well, really, tell me more about that, you know, and they'll say, well, you know, I mean, we have we have these expenses and we go out to eat and, you know, and this and that. And there's a lot of things that we spend money on now because we, you know, we don't have as much time. And so we spend money to, you know, to make up for it. You know, like I said, for the example of maybe going out to eat a little bit more often, we think we're going to eat at home, you know, more and, and not have that entertainment expense and whatnot. 
And I said, well, that's that may well be true, and that's a good way to think about it. But the other thing that you have to caution yourself with is is think about it this way. You know, what days of the week do you tend to spend the most money? And a lot of times I'll get a question, well, what do you mean? I said, well, think about it. I mean, examine your your lifestyle right now and, and think about when do you spend the most money? What days of the week? And and they think about it a little bit, and a lot of times they say, well, it's more on the weekends and, you know, Saturday and Sunday. And I say, well, why is that? And they say, well, we have a little bit more time on those days because we're not working and so forth. And I go, that's exactly right. So what do you have to think about when you're in retirement is, you know, in large part, I mean, almost every day is it seems like a Saturday or a Sunday, right? And you're not working, and so you have to really guard against that and be careful. And they go, oh, yeah, well, we hadn't really thought about that part of it. So, you know, like you say, I mean, we've, you've got to realize that how you're handling your expenses and your and your cash flow is going to change because your lifestyle changes and, and how you're spending your time is automatically going to influence how you're spending your money. Yep. So important to remember these things. And that's why we try to cover them on the retirement roadmap. And I know we're getting a little long here, Glenn, but I want to make sure we get the two last common money mistakes for at least today's program. And maybe we'll have to add a part two to this at some point down the line. But impatience is really a big burden on a lot of people when it comes to planning for retirement. If you're impatient with your investments, you've got a recipe for failure when it comes to retiring. Well, you're right, Walter. And that was um, that actually kind of goes back and just hand in glove with one of the things we were talking about a little bit earlier in terms of focusing on rates of return. There's a time in life to do that and, and a certain segment of money to think about that. But if you're thinking more in terms of preservation and distribution, then that money is inherently, by the nature of those strategies, is going to be less volatile. And so if it's less volatile, it's probably not going to grow at the same rate or, you know, or average the same rate that you might have been used to. And so you have to really, you know, put everything in perspective and say, okay, I get it. I understand that this isn't going to happen. And, you know, and then this particular portion of money has a certain specific purpose and reason why it's either going to grow or, or maybe grow a little less aggressively. And that's a shift psychologically for a lot of people because they never really thought about it in, in those terms. It's, it's always been kind of all in the growth bucket. And, and then you get to retirement or right around retirement and think, oh, gosh, I need to change the way I'm thinking about this. But yet, you know, psychologically, it's one thing. But, you know, actually, when, it, when the rubber meets the road and you actually look at your statement, you say, OK, you know, you really have to say, OK, what is the purpose of this particular amount of money? And is it really doing its job properly? And sometimes the job is just having less volatility. Yeah, absolutely. And last thing, Glenn, having an undisciplined investing approach and undefined goals in your retirement plan. Again, recipe for disaster in retirement. That's what you and your team at Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro are focusing on every single day, making sure that people have defined goals and a disciplined approach to this whole investing and saving for retirement thing that we're all going through. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right, Walter. I mean, that's what we do every day. And and, uh, and really, I mean, all of the different mistakes that we've just walked through, everything that we're talked about there is related to the idea of the un- undisciplined or undefined goals. I mean, you don't really want to say that it's undisciplined, but it's just in terms of changing of, of how you're evaluating and how you're positioning your money. And if, if that's undefined, then you're kind of setting yourself up for disaster because you're always going to be trying to figure out, well, is this right? Or 
or you know, I'm, I'm, I don't feel this doesn't seem right and I'm not really satisfied. And so what you really have to do is say, okay, well, let's get a real plan that we know is going to last the, through time that is sustainable. And so then when we start doing that and we start segmenting money in terms of risk and in terms of time frame and in terms of taxes and all of those different things that, that need to be part of that retirement plan, then you start seeing that, okay, it becomes more and more disciplined and more and more the goals are defined. And then the plan you know, can be more sustainable because folks understand it at that point. Well, if you want to get in touch with Glenn Mosseller and talk about maybe some of these common money mistakes that if we've covered any that sound like you might have been about to make those mistakes or have made those mistakes in the past and you want help avoiding those things in the future, here are the ways that you can get in touch with Glenn. Call him at 336-291-3535. Again, that's 336 291 3535. You can come into the office and visit him there in Greensboro on Muir's Chapel Road. Easy location to come in and get in touch. Or if you're on your smartphone or uh, at your computer listening to our podcast today, go to Glenn's website, greensbororetirement.com. That's greensbororetirement.com. At the bottom of the page, you'll see a little thing that says free consultation. You just click on that. You can schedule the consultation with Glenn and his team right there from your computer or smartphone. And you can even choose kind of like what what kinds of things you'd want to talk about when you come in. Or you can just have an overall portfolio planning review when you come talk to Glenn and he'll walk you through those setups and scenarios and the best way to plan for your future. Again, that's greensbororetirement.com or give Glenn a call at 336-291-3535. Those are some of the common money mistakes that we often see. Helpful information for you today here on the Retirement Roadmap. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, or get uh, Glenn's weekly email that highlights the most recent episode that's been posted. You can do all of that on greensbororetirement.com. On the next podcast, we're going to be talking about some of what we like to call the financial blind spots, some of the areas where, just like when you're driving around in your car, you know that there's a few spots in the vehicle where you have trouble seeing what's around you. We're going to find out what are the things in the financial world that people often have trouble seeing over their shoulder. And we'll help point those out to you so that you know these things are existing in your blind spot, how you can better prepare for them. That's coming up on the next edition of the Retirement Roadmap. Thanks for listening. 